Realty. This show is part of the Thrill Me Podcast Network. Experience more on Facebook and YouTube. It's Review It Man, reviewing what he can. Movies are his jam, so let's get twisted, man. It's Review It Rob. Hey, yo, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Review It Rob show. I am, of course, your host, Review It Rob, coming at you with all kinds of fun stuff this week, man. Going to have a spoiler-free review, as always, for uh, the movie. I always do spoiler-free reviews. Uh, the movie this week you're going to be talking about is Shazam! Fury of the Gods. Can't wait to talk about that. That's uh, got some mixed reviews going on. A lot of negativity around that movie, so I can't wait to give my thoughts on that one. Uh, also, news, of course, mandatory DC and horror news. Every single episode, man, going to jump into that, as well as some other beats that are going on around the movie realm. Thank you for joining in and joining the show. We're going to have some fun here, man. Hope you all have been doing great out there. You know, wherever you're listening, again, appreciate you joining in and listening to my goofiness for the next uh, so-so minutes. Who knows how long this goes? I I like to ramble, as you can hear already in this episode. But again, I appreciate you joining along and uh, supporting the show and just, you know, like, subscribe, share the show, as well as the Throw Me Podcast Network, man. Got a lot of fun stuff going on over there. We are, of course, in the middle of the month of March, which means there is the Throw Me Podcast. March Madness bracket going on right now on the YouTube channel. You can check out those videos. The the uh, the other other parts of the Throw Me Podcast Network are battling it out right now, as well as some people coming in from the Forbidden Door. Other podcast networks joining in to all battle to see who gets the honor of facing me, the Throw Me Podcast Network champion man. So you can check out those. The first round is complete. There'll be some more. Uh, videos i'm sure coming very soon to the three pockets network as well as all the other fun stuff we got going on over there as well including i was a guest on my brother's show the metal groove me he and uh he and i talked some Avenged sevenfold that's one of my favorite bands right there man so uh he had me on the show to talk Avenged sevenfold they released a new song so amped and excited about that i've listened to that song on repeat so it's just for the last couple of days since it's released, just absolutely enjoying every bit of that song. And you know, we we talked the band, we talked our top ten favorite songs. So you can check that out. That's the Metal Group podcast and all kinds of other good uh, stuff going on on the Throwing Podcast Network between podcasts, movie reviews, uh, you know, fun stuff. We got the bread, uh, the bracket going on right now. So all kinds of fun stuff over there, man. Follow the Throwing Podcast Network on YouTube. Like, subscribe, hit the little bell for the notifications, all that good stuff, and. Be part of the fun, man. We like we would like to see your comments on there, and you know, join in on, in on the battles, or let us know your thoughts on our reviews when we drop them, or our thoughts on you know the news we're talking about on our all shows and all that stuff, man. So appreciate you joining in, and appreciate you doing that as well. But let's go ahead and jump in to the review, man. All right, so Shazam: Fury of the Gods is the latest DC film. It is rated PG-13 for sequences of action, language, and violence. It is an action-adventure film running in at two hours and ten minutes long, and it is only in theaters. Let's go around. Billy Batson and his fellow foster kids are still learning how to juggle teenage life with their adult superhero alter egos. When a vengeful trio of ancient gods arrives on Earth in search of the magic stolen from them long ago, Shazam and his allies, the Shazam family, get thrust into a battle with their, or for their superpowers, their lives, and the fate of the world. 
IMDb has it at a 6.7 out of 10, while Rotten Tomatoes has a critic score of 53% and an audience score of 87%, which if you're keeping track, that is better than Ant-Man on both sides. So what are my thoughts? <laughs> I just had to throw that in there because, again, like I said, the negativity all around DC all the time, but that Marvel movie, which it's gotten its its fair negative reviews as well, but not as badly as you know Shazam's getting attacked, which is the trendy thing, I guess, to hate DC films. But nonetheless, let's go ahead and jump into my thoughts on the film itself. Um, I was excited. Obviously, I'm a DC guy. You know that if you're listening to the show. If you're new to the show, guess what? DC guy. <laughs> um, loved it, and I was very excited to go into this movie, man. I, I, you know, I, I did enjoy the movie, the first film, a lot. I thought it was, I thought it was a cute film. You know, good, good comedy, good action, good story going on in the first movie. So I was excited about a second one, and seeing how things go. And you know, I like the way Zachary uh, Levi works with the character and all that stuff. I mean, now of course there's questions you can bring up about how uh, when it's Billy Batson, he's really moody and depressed and all that stuff, and then when it's you know, Shazam, you know, he's, he's more of a goofy teenager, you know, you, you can go back and forth on that thought process if you want to and all that, but I mean, overall, it's just a fun film, and that's, you know, exactly how I'm going to lead into this movie, it's a, it's a fun film, it's exactly what you would want from a Shazam sequel, it takes what you loved from the first film, it just like turns it up to 11, if you will, you know, you still get your cast of characters, you still get your basically the same cast, you know, and, you know, you have the same ideas and forefronts of what made that first Shazam film successful and work really well. Um, so you're going into there and then you just, you know, you turned it up. Now you get this, this trio of villains, which, you know, again, if you listen to the show, if you follow me on social medias or anything like that, I love Rachel Zegler. So I, I was like very excited when I found out she was cast in the film and that she was going to be one of the new characters here for the movie. She's absolutely fantastic, as well. Lucy Liu and Helen Mirren are great. I mean, all, the whole cast across the board does the job, does the job very well. Um, big difference here, big difference, you know, however you want to look at it. Uh, Mary is now played by the same actress. Uh, in the first film, they had a different actress playing Mary in adult form. Now, of course, Mary's 18, so I guess that's the idea there. They didn't really explain it, but, I mean, if you put two and two together, you use your, use your old noggin there. Like, okay, she's now 18. Of course, she's going to be the adult version because she's legally an adult, right? So, uh, Grace plays Mary, both, you know, <laughs> you know, both of them. And she's great as well. The whole cast, again, is very well. But I thoroughly enjoy the movie. Like, the movie is very enjoyable. It hits, like, again, on the same beats that the first film hit on. But, you know, on a much grander scale and a larger scale because they're fighting this big battle in the first film, they did have a good battle with monsters and all that stuff. And, you know, somebody trying to get the power and, you know, this movie, we've got this trio coming in who like freaking, we want this magic back, magical stolen from us. We want it back. And they're fighting for that and everything. And it leads to some interesting storylines that go on throughout the film with the trio and, you know, the Shazam family and all that. And, you know, we get monsters in the movie and all that good stuff. So, again, same, a lot of the same beats, but, you know, just a bigger, grander scale and a lot of heart in this movie. There's a lot of t um, heartstrings being tugged on throughout the film. While, you know, you do get your comedy in it, you do, it just blends all together with all this great action scenes and all this stuff. There's a freaking dragon in the movie, which, you know, is awesome. It's just all kinds of cool things going on throughout the film, but that doesn't take it away to me 
the story at all like the story plays very well from start to finish you know you get exactly what you need to get throughout the film so i thoroughly enjoyed it i had a great time watching the movie in theaters i definitely want to see it again and i don't understand the negativity the movie's getting you know i mean a lot of it has to do with you know people like oh i think the movie doesn't have any stakes or anything doesn't isn't leading to anything which is not true at all um i mean none of us know any of this for sure where everything's going we're still building out the map and all that stuff but no indication whatsoever has been given that shazam won't continue on into the future and i'll talk about something that the director tweeted out later on in here in a moment but we've never been leading going into this movie with that thing that's just a stupid internet thing that's been created by people who just don't understand and want to be unhappy and curse the world and all that stuff uh, just making up their own news headlines and know their own news articles and all that stuff like it's the only things we know for sure about the dcu is that it's starting over after the flash and it's it's mind-boggling to me the way that people come up with stuff we know henry cavill's not back which is you know should be done talking about this already and we know that ben affleck's not back and he's not going to be directing anything in the dcu we learned that recently um which is again fine whatever um but other than that we don't know anything about the rest of the characters i mean we could probably guess cyborg is not going to be back we don't know though but i mean every freaking look of it seems and everything that we've heard from james gunn and Wonder Woman's fine, you know, it doesn't seem like Gal Gadot's going anywhere, and, you know, Ezra, they said, as, you know, the main thing they're focusing on, which should be the main focus, is with Ezra's mental health, and whatever happens there, we'll see in the future where that goes, and then Jason Momoa is not going anywhere, so, you know, people are just, they're still complaining about the Henry Cavill recasting, and the, the Snyderverse fans, my lord, just cannot let it go, and they're just bombing it with posts and all that stuff, which I think is probably swaying some people's mind thoughts of going into the movie, and it's just sad to see, you know, it's just, it doesn't make any kind of sense whatsoever why this movie would get any hate, because like I said, it is just as good, if not better, than the first film, you know, it depends on who you ask which way, but I, I, I enjoy this movie more than the first film, that doesn't mean the first film is bad, it's just, there's more in this movie that grab, grabbed me, um, from the story and the stakes and the uh, the heart of it and the action and the the monsters and the comedy and all the all that good stuff it just vibes and flows really well and i i just don't understand why the movie has gotten the hate that it gets but again it goes back to something i mentioned earlier where it just seems to be the trendy fun cool thing to you know shit on dc you know, it's like uh, well they don't know what they're doing over there they're blah, they, they don't have anything going on well, the whole time, their films have been enjoyable. And, you know, going back to that thing, oh, we don't want to watch it because it doesn't have any stakes. Not every movie has to lead to something. And if that's the only reason you're watching a movie, then, my God, you got to fix that. You know, I mean, that's not, that's not a reason to watch a movie. And, you know, movies are not going to lead to other movies. I mean, and still, it doesn't make sense. You know, a lot of people love the Batman. That's not a universe-connected film. So to use that excuse here for Shazam is, it doesn't make sense to me. Um and again, nobody ever said the movie's not connected to anything, and, you know, I implore you to go watch the movie, because it might just be connected to the, to the uh, ongoing universe of things in the future, but, you know, people are hard-headed and like to like what they want to like, but to me, which is fine, you're allowed to like what you want to like, but don't, you know, I don't know, <laughs> it just doesn't make sense to me, you know, the hate that it gets, especially when the first film was so 
so loved. Like a lot of people enjoyed that first movie and it's like, okay, why would you hate this one? <laughs> what would be the purpose going into this that make you be like, oh, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, see this one. I know there was, I mean, just stupid people not paying attention that like they don't like Zachary Levi now because he doesn't like the company of Pfizer, but people took that as like a, oh, he's anti-vax thing, which he's never been. And, you know, because again, people don't, you know, read full information. They just re-click baby headlines. But yeah, just looking at it now, the first Shazam film has a 90% critic score and an 82% audience score. So the audience score is actually better for Shazam 2 right now. Um, but it, it just, I, I don't, I don't understand. I don't really review, read other reviews either way because I don't want my thought process to be, you know, skewered or anything. But I kind of just want to look into these and just see why... You know, it just doesn't make sense. Like this one person says the heart and soul that made the first entry a success is missing this time around. No, it's not. It's 100%. Yeah, I can't. I can't deal with it. I can't deal with it. Um, everybody has their opinion. That's fine. You all, you all can have your own opinions. But to me, Shazam 2, Shazam 3, The Gods, Gods is a very enjoyable film from start to finish. Solid story, solid action, solid comedy, solid heart. You know, just, I, I say 100% go see the movie. Enjoy the movie. It plays very well on the big screen. Don't don't just wait to see it at home. If you can, you know, make it out to the theaters, go out to the theaters to see it. I know March has been a packed month for movies. And, you know, we have John Wick uh, 4 hitting this week. So, you know, maybe we're not able to see it this week. But if you can sneak some time in there to see the movie, I say go see it. It is a very enjoyable, solid film, especially if you like that first movie. There's no reason you wouldn't like this movie at all. It is an enjoyable film. Don't worry about the negative reviews. Don't worry about the critic scores and all that stuff, which you shouldn't be worried about. Anyways, Rotten Tomatoes is not the if and and finality of things you know I, I guarantee you there's a movie you love that they reviewed very wrong and that's not going to sway your opinion so neither should these sway your opinion in any way shape or form the only reason i ever read those uh scores on here is to let you know there is a mixed bag feeling around films or you know all people are always going to have different opinions and your opinion of a movie um is you know should be heard and you know, validated. You have your right to, you know, feel the way you want to feel about a movie. That's why I give those scores. But I don't, I don't ever pick a movie to watch based on Rotten Tomatoes scores. Is what I'm getting at there. Now let's jump into the box office, which is something else people have been really freaking out about. The movie is number one at theaters right now. Um, again, it's been a packed month and all that stuff. But you know, with all the positive reviews, Scream Seven's getting. Why did Shazam beat it? You know, um, Creed Three. Why did Shazam beat it? But Nonetheless, that's not enough for people for it to be the number one movie because it's got to make so much money because, you know, it's a big blockbuster movie. It's got to make all this money and all that stuff. Again, the box office, to me and other people will have their own opinions and viewpoints on this. That's fine. But to me, the box office does not signify in any way, shape, or form if the movie is good or not. It just means people went out to see it. Just like an artist, a music artist, doesn't mean that they are good or not it just means a lot of people decided to listen to that one song by them at one point in time you know and then nothing else after that that's why we have one hit wonders right so a box office does not mean quality of film in any way shape or form um and i, I brought some back up here because there are movies that are classics considered cult classics that bombed at the movie theaters but are now 
loved mall rats an easy one to throw out there but matilda people love that matilda film from 1996 bombed at the movie theaters box office people love that movie uh willie wonka and the chocolate factory bombed at the movie theaters people love that movie gets played year round the thing 1982 is the thing considered one of the greatest if not the greatest horror remake of all time bombed at the box office loved today uh shawshank redemption considered one of the greatest movies of all time bombed at the box office clue great movie bombed at the box office it's a wonderful life bombed at the box office um how about these two movies wizard of oz considered an all-time classic movie bombed at the box office um christmas story played a year round every christmas 24 hours on some networks bombed at the box office loved um and how about hocus pocus a movie played every single year during Halloween, multiple times throughout the Halloween season, bombed at the box office. But people love it. So why is Shazam doing bad at the box office mean the movie's bad? It doesn't. It's it's just a bad press article, clickbaity world that we live in now that causes all the things. I just named a bunch of movies that are loved, replayed all the time, shared all the time, people talk about all the time, people love all the time, put them high on their rankings, that all, quote, bombed at the box office so again while you shouldn't be paying so much attention to critic scores on rotten tomatoes because those things could be bought out and either way should not gauge you on whether you see a movie or not also the box office of a movie should not gauge you on whether you should see the movie or not uh, again movies music any kind of art form is all subjective and how we want to feel about it you know, I know I do a show where I'm reviewing things. It's my review. It's my opinion. It's my thought. I never tell anybody not to see a movie because we all have differing opinions, and that's fine. That's awesome. I just don't get this mentality to hate this movie and a lot of DC films, by the by all means, just because they're different than Marvel. You know, there's, it's always been a different vibe between the two, and it's should be fine. And people loved the Batman last year, and people loved the Joker film. That's the DC vibe. And, you know, they loved the Shazam movie last year, which this movie is damn near close to the same. It's just turned up to 11 with more stakes and, you know, more of a, a villain storyline and a story arc. And I, I'm going to be honest with you. I think Black Adam has hurt this movie a lot as well because The Rock has refused to work with Shazam. Like, it's just been a flat-out refusal. It's always been like, oh, we'll do it at some other point in time. But Shazam is... The Rock's superhero, <laughs> Black Adam, is Shazam's villain. Those two should be fighting each other. The Rock's like, ah, we don't want to do it. Putting, the Rock's putting a negative light on Shazam by saying that. And then, of course, Black Adam didn't end up doing the best, and now that seems to be gone, And which might be a good thing, because it just, I, I like The Rock, but and I did enjoy that Black Adam movie, but I think his ego is just a little bit too big, and he's too focused on Black Adam versus Superman as opposed to what it should be, and that's Shazam versus Black Adam. It's just a negative aspect, and that's why I'm glad James Gunn's coming in to help put some kind of direction and force into this because it just seems all skewered and mashed up and mixed around and all that stuff. Now we're going to have uh, you know, Gunn and Saffron working to make it more of a collective thing going on over there so if i can leave you with anything here as far as shazam 2 goes don't pay attention to those scores don't pay attention to the box office both of those don't matter and don't worry about the rumors of whether or not it connects to a movie whether it connects to a movie or not doesn't matter just go watch a movie to watch the movie
and enjoy it. Because for all we know, it could very well be part of the DCU going forward. Um, I personally very much enjoyed that movie, and I do say go check it out and enjoy the film as well. You know, just give it give it a fair shake. Now, I did mention earlier that I was going to talk about what the director, uh, David Sandberg, had to say on uh, his Twitter today after this. And, you know, bear with me here on the moment. So he goes, it's all his wording on Twitter. All right. So on Rotten Tomatoes, I just got my lowest critic score and my highest audience score on the same film. I wasn't expecting a repeat of the first movie critically, but I still a little surprised because it's a good film, which... This is me jumping in. It is a good film. Right, back to him. He's like, oh, well, as I've been saying for a while now, I'm very eager to go back to horror as well as trying some new things. After six years of Shazam, I'm definitely done with superheroes for now. Just to be clear, I don't regret any, even for a second, making the Shazam movies. I've learned so much and gotten to work with some truly amazing people. will forever be grateful that I got to direct two of these they, they've they been very challenging but valuable experiences. One thing I've really been looking forward to is disconnecting from the superhero discourse online. A lot of this stresses me out so much, and it will be nice to not have to think about that anymore. And Rachel Zegler gave him a heart in response, which love her, by the way. Um, yeah, the discourse online, the online discourse. And again, a lot of it's coming from the Snyderverse fans. And some people say that's unfair. It is 100% truthful. They are some of the absolute negativity that is surrounding a lot of DC right now is always restore the Snyderverse this and restore the Snyderverse that and I can't believe you fired this person poor James Gunn can't share a picture of his dog or you know his wife and their wedding without somebody commenting and calling him a horrible person and why did you fire Henry Cavill which guess what he didn't he didn't fire Henry Cavill Henry Cavill never had a contract to continue playing Superman that was the rock so point your blame towards the rock but nonetheless it is I understand him wanting to step away from the just absolute negativity that is surrounding like comic book fan base needs to understand the films will never, ever, ever, ever be like the comic books. And they got to get over that. They need to understand that the Snyderverse is not the main focus anymore. Pretty much gone. Maybe it'll come back at Netflix at some point in time. If they want to do that, fine, whatever, but it is not the main focus anymore. We're moving in a new direction. You got to let it go. Which is tough because, you know, they whined and cried and complained and fought to get the Zack Snyder Justice League film released. And they saw that that did eventually end up happening. So they're still going to continue doing this, which I enjoyed Zack Snyder's Justice League a lot. It's a fantastic experience to watch. If we get other chapters of that, cool, awesome, fine, but move on. Either way, stop attacking people just because it's not the Snyderverse. It is petty it is childish it is stupid it's ridiculous right i've enjoyed the snyderverse i like a lot of that stuff but it is time to move on and stop review bombing and causing all this stress and problems to the creators and the performers in the films just because the snyderverse is no longer here like whatever just go watch Zack snyder's other stuff he's got rebel moon coming out watch the hell out of that when it happens just it's it's insane to me. Like, I'm always going to love DC and support DC, but the fan base is just trash right now. Just absolute trash right now. And, you know, Marvel's going through it, too. Like, Marvel's getting a lot of hate for the last couple phases and all that stuff. And, you know, here, neither here nor there. You know, I've enjoyed some of the films, didn't enjoy some of the other stuff. But I just don't understand how 
any of you know <laughs> this nonsense keeps going on. Shazam, Fear of the Gods is a fantastic movie, and you should go see it. It is definitely worth seeing, especially on the big screen. Yeah, there you go. Um, quick phase around. I do enjoy Shazam 2 a lot. It is a great film for me, but it is not my favorite film of the year. That it's still Megan still holds that, but Shazam is right there, number two under it. We'll see how things fold throughout the rest of the year. We all know The Flash will probably be my favorite film of the year. But uh, let's go ahead and tease in that. Jumping into the DC news here with uh, Hollywood's biggest star, Hollywood's biggest action star, Hollywood's fastest runner, I'm sure, and the man who saved Hollywood's ass, quote from Steven Spielberg himself, one of the greatest directors of all time. Uh, of course, talking about Tom Cruise, he saw the Flash film, man. So he had a meeting with Warner Brothers Discovery CEO David Zaslav, which I want to know what that's about. <laughs> you know, I want to know what they're meeting about. Is Tom Cruise going to be the Batman? Probably not. But <laughs> is Tom Cruise going to do something with Warner Brothers and maybe the DCU? That would be amazing. But he met with uh, David Zaslav, and during that, um, the mogul, you know, Zaslav mentioned how great the Flash film was, and that led to Tom Cruise, you know, his ears perked up. He's like, oh, I want to see this movie. So Zaslav sent a copy of the movie uh, over to Cruise's house to watch, and of course an employee from Warner Brothers went over there with him to, you know, get the movie back after he's watched it. Um, Cruise was taken by the movie, absolutely loved it, reached immediately out to uh, Andy Machete, who was the director of the film, uh, said he... You know, raved about the movie, something to the effect that everything you want in a movie, and uh, this is the kind of movie we need now, is what Tom Cruise said, and, you know, <laughs> that's huge, like, the Flash film's been getting a lot of praise and love lately, and Ezra hasn't been in the headlines at all, so you can stop being, you know, subjectively angry at Ezra, um, yeah, that's amazing, you know, and I love Tom Cruise, I've always loved Tom Cruise, and, you know, again, if one of the Hollywood's biggest stars is just adding to all of the fantastic press that movie's getting, uh, this movie's going to be incredible. Like, it's going to be absolutely incredible. You got Tom Cruise's stamp of approval on it? Are you kidding me? Like, that's 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 a award above itself. You know, now again, we've got the negativ negativity fan brigade with the, you know, going on there. So we'll see how the Flash film ends up going. And there is a lot of people who don't do enough research and hate Ezra. Um, but again, Ezra's been doing great working on their mental health like they've been, like they needed to. And uh, that's the most important thing. And haven't heard any issues with Ezra whatsoever. You've noticed that none of the other stuff that they were, uh, had allegations against have ever led to anywhere because they weren't worth anything to begin with. Uh, there's only one thing which has been taken care of, and that should be that. You know, we shouldn't still be attacking Ezra for absolutely nothing other than clickbaity headlines um, and articles. So I can't wait to see the Flash movie. I'm so excited for the Flash movie. I can't even begin to explain to you how excited I am for this movie. That's my favorite superhero. I love Ezra Miller. I got no problem saying that. Love Michael Keaton. Can't wait to see Supergirl in this movie. Sasha Kelly looks amazing. Just can't wait to see all the stuff this movie gives, man. This movie's going to be a big, big-time freaking film, and I plan on seeing it so many times in theaters, man. So many times. I need to get that Regal Pass, because I'm going to watch this movie a lot in theaters. But that's awesome to see Tom Cruise. You know, absolutely loves it, man. That's Tom Cruise is a movie guy, and, you know, he's a movie fan. And, again, he saved the movie world. So, you know, it's, you know... It's a big deal if Tom Cruise enjoys the movie, so can't wait to check out that. All right, going back over to 
negativity verse on Twitter. Uh, somebody commented to James Gunn that uh, he has to stop putting his wife in every DC project, to which Gunn responded, the only DC movie I've ever cast my wife in was The Suicide Squad. And of course, she was in Peacemaker. I had nothing to do with the casting of any other movie. Anything else that was shot a year or so ago while I was deep in Volume 3, which is talking about Guardians of the Galaxy, but I know some of you are deeply in need of reasons to hate, which is true. Like, the just endless need to hate things on social media makes you want to hate social media. Like, it is so stupid. Uh, David Ayer, who, of course, uh, directed the other Suicide Squad film, uh, quote tweeted that and said, The high road of positivity and creation will always win. Air told Gunn that uh, he has the hardest job in Hollywood and that he's making it look easy and fun, which he is. James Gunn has been doing a great job with all the stuff he's doing. I mean, this man is probably the one of the busiest mans, if not the busiest man in Hollywood right now, between getting the DCU going as well as, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy 3 is coming out this year. He's, he's doing his swan song to the Guardians that he's got to get ready for as well, so... <sighs> Negativity on Twitter. Who wouldn't know? Uh, let's see. Um, Zack Snyder is teasing a full circle dark side announcement arriving around April 28th and uh, 30th. Um, uh, he's been sharing pictures of Superman. He's been sharing pictures of Wonder Woman. He's been sharing pictures of Batman. Um, and then I saw something before recording it. I haven't seen this by Zack Snyder's uh, Twitter. I haven't seen him release that. But uh, apparently a screening of Man of Steel and Batman vs. Superman is taking place in California, as well as Zack Snyder's Justice League and IMAX at Universal City Walk from April 28th to April 30th. Uh, tickets go on sale Friday. The event aims to raise funds for American Foundation for Suicide Prevention and the Autumn Snyder Tribute Fund. Snyder will also host panels with mystery guests, plus posters and shirts designed by Jim Lee will be available for purchase, which is possible. You know, again, I haven't seen a, anything from Zack Snyder's social medias on that. Um, maybe it's come up while I'm recording. I don't know. But before I recorded, I didn't see it anywhere. But you know how people are. They're taking this. Oh, oh we're getting the we're getting the other chapters to, you know, Zack Snyder's Justice League and all that stuff. Highly doubt it. I am still in highly doubt it, man. If it happens, cool. But why? We don't, you know. I mean, we can Elseworlds it. Sure. You know. <laughs> They can Elseworlds it, but at the same time, if Affleck's done, right? Affleck doesn't just seems like he doesn't want to do it anymore. And I mean, Cavill will probably come back to play Superman, but if if Gal is still Wonder Woman in the DCU, and Ezra's still the Flash in the DCU, and Jason's still Aquaman in the DCU, I if they're going to be in Elseworlds films, that's not going to make sense, right? So. Who knows? You know, yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. But, you know, that has led into some... Oh, God. Negative, negativity, man. Negative, 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 negativity. Negativity. What can you say? All right, whatever. <laughs> Coming from DC, let's go into the horror spooky talk realm. Uh, Variety is reporting that Guillermo del Toro is doing a Frankenstein movie on Netflix... Which already, like, yeah, sign me up. Guillermo del Toro, amazing director. He loves Frankenstein. Uh, just like when Rob Zombie did The Monsters, like, he loved it, grew up watching it, and he, you know, did good as far as I'm concerned. But Guillermo del Toro doing a Frankenstein movie? Come on. Like, that's amazing enough already, but there's more. There's more. Apparently, the cast will include Andrew Garfield. You know I love Andrew Garfield. Oscar Isaac and 
Mia, Maya, Mia, Mia Goth. What a casting. Are you kidding me? Like, that's going to be one of the best movies ever. I mean, how could you, how could you not love this with Guillermo del Toro's vision on a Frankenstein movie, and you got this amazing freaking cast to it? Printing money over there, man. Printing money. So I can't wait to see that. Uh, that'll help Netflix for sure. Let's see. Universal Pictures will release Jordan Peele's fourth movie um, in theaters on December twenty fifth, twenty twenty four. Ooh, Christmas movie. Or a bit of, like a Christmas horror film. That'd be awesome. Jordan Peele's done some good stuff, man. I, I've enjoyed all three of his horror films already. With you know, Get Out, Us, and Nope. And can't wait to see what else they got. December twenty fifth. That's interesting. I hope it is like a holidays. You know, horror film. Uh, additionally, Universal has announced an untitled monkey paw horror thriller that will be released September 27, 2024. Um, difference being there, you know, monkey paw is Jordan Peele's production company. Uh, does It sounds like that's just going to be, uh, you know, a horror film by them, not directed by Jordan Peele, which happens. Um, I believe it's like Candyman, right? Maybe talking out of turn. I may have to Google that. But the Candyman movie, I know Jordan Peele like, produced it, obviously he did not direct that movie, um, you know, that movie was directed by, uh, Naya, Naya, yeah, Naya DaCosta, screenplay with, um, Jordan Peele, whose production company, Monkey Paw, also produced the movie, so look at there, man, Universal, Universal, Jordan Peele have a, uh, have, of course, a deal signed together to where they're working on multiple projects, and there's two right there coming in 2024 alone, that's got some interesting stuff going on, man. Can't wait to see how that turns out. Like I said, I've enjoyed, uh, I've enjoyed, <laughs> I've enjoyed Jordan Peele's work, man. I can't wait to see what else he brings for us. And apparently, he and Corey Feldman are tight, man. Hopefully, Corey Feldman's in one of these things. Uh, let's see, Smile. You may have heard of it. One of the biggest horror movies, if not the biggest horror movie of last year, uh, is getting a sequel. Apparently, which I do like, man. Truth or Dare three. I can't wait. <laughs> uh, I kid, of course, but um, I did really enjoy uh, Smile. I enjoy Truth or Dare as well, but um, that might just be because of Lucy Hale's in it. Love me some Lucy Hale, but Smile was a very enjoyable horror film last year, and I, I do like the idea that they're doing a sequel for that. I can see it. I can enjoy that as well. Director uh, for Smile, Parker Finn, has signed a multi-year first look deal with Paramount Pictures. So good for them. Can't wait to see what else they bring out here, man. But a Smile sequel. I like it. Now, as far as the sequel that's announced as well, which I'm not sure about, and I don't know how this happens, but to be fair, I have not seen the movie that is the first film that is getting a sequel here, so maybe they did leave it open-ended, or maybe it's just another uh, story that they're following, but the makers of the Vertigo thriller film Fall are plotting a sequel after the film became a hit on Netflix. Um... The film follows best friends Becky and Hunter, Hunter, who uh, their whole life are about conquering fears and pushing limits. But after they climb 2,000 feet to the top of a remote abandoned radio tower, they find themselves stranded with no way down. Um, Vertigo, that's an old school Alfred Hitchcock movie. Very good. And, you know, the fear of heights and all that stuff. That's what Vertigo is. And... You know, the movie sounds interesting. Again, I haven't seen it. It's on Netflix. I can probably check that out and get back to you with my thoughts. But I I don't know how you make a sequel to that movie. I, you know, again, maybe I just need to see it to understand it. Or or you can make like a sequel and it just follows two other people. But 
I, I don't know. <laughs> you know, that's 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 an interesting aspect that they're gonna have to go into and you know make that work. But a movie's a success over there on the Netflix, so why not, man? Why not go in? Strike while the iron's hot, as they like to say. Let's see. Faces of Death is getting a remake and will star one of my favorite actors, Dacre Montgomery, you know, Stranger Things or the Power Rangers movie, um, or Elvis. He was in Elvis as well. As well, Barbie Ferreira, who's in Euphoria. have not seen that show, but a lot of people do seem to enjoy that show. Those two will star in the film. Uh, the new plot revolves around a female moderator of a YouTube-like website whose job is to weed out offensive and violent content and who herself is recovering from a serious trauma that stumbles across a group that is recreating the murders from the original film. But, in the story primed for the digital age and age of online misinformation, the question faced is, are the murders real, or are they fake? Uh, the original Faces of Death released back in 1978, that movie was pretty controversial, if I remember correctly. Um, infamous, if you will. So a lot of people weren't sure if the movie was showing real footage of real death or not. Uh, that movie was met with a lot of, again, this is the 70s, man. So, uh, you know, horror films were treated much different back in that time than they are, you know, now. Cool. I mean, I'm going to see it, obviously, because Dacre. Dacre's absolutely one of my favorite actors. I think he is a fantastic freaking actor, and I'm always excited for anything I see his name on because that man delivers. So excited to check that out. Uh, let's see, Scream Talk, Melissa Barrera, who played Sam Carpenter in the Scream uh, films, the latest Scream films, wants Salma Hayek to play her mom in the sequel. Um, now, if you remember, if you followed along with the Scream films, the mom to Sam and Tara, Tara, <laughs> Tara, I always want to call her Tara, um, is unknown. We don't know the mom. Um, we don't know. There's theories out there. Uh, I saw one on TikTok recently where the... Um, the mom is walking by in the background. You can see Billy look his eyes, move his eyes up, and the, you know the scene I'm talking about, where he and he and Sydney are talking in, in in the school, like she's running and she runs into him, and he's like, "I got fingerprinted." And you see him look up in the background at two girls running away, and that's kind of run into like a TikTok thing of that. Oh, maybe she's the mom because you know I think the age for Sam is what she was born in '97 or something like that. So. Christina Carpenter. Uh, Christina Carpenter, uh, see, Samantha Carpenter was born May 1997. Five years later, her mother became pregnant again and gave birth to their younger sister, Tara Carpenter. So, you know, we haven't seen the mom. Is it possible that she could be in the next movie? Yes, of course it is. The Scream is known for doing stuff like that. <laughs> um, bringing in the long-lost family member, the long-lost mom, or something like that, and I'm mom that we don't see is always got you know some kind of story line up in there sydney could probably come back she's like my mom's dark past ruined my life i'm not gonna let it ruin yours she comes in and saves the day again i can already see it man um do you like that idea more than Stu coming back because i don't know man hey, hey you know i go i might be leaning more towards the Stu thing um and i know a lot of people don't like that but you know i just it's a slasher film. What are we expecting here? You know, I mean, people come back from the dead all the time. You gotta have a, a killer come back from the dead. Scream doesn't really have that. They've never had that. Right? If they, you know, I know Billy's like a ghost or whatever in the movies, but it's, he's never come back. So yeah, no, a killer's never come back in a Scream franchise. So in slasher films, the killer always comes back, right? I believe Randy said that in one of the movies as well. So, be on the lookout for Stu, man. I don't think it's necessarily over. I mean, you know, 
just throwing it all out there and all that. I mean, he had a TV dropped on his head. You know, I mean, he's probably pretty messed up. But, you know, who knows? Who, who freaking knows at this point? Who knows? You know, they can do whatever they want. They're franchising. Set it to space for all I freaking care. Uh, let's see. <laughs> That's the end for the spooky horror news. We're going to jump into the other bits of news before we close this bad boy out here. Uh, let's see. Academy Award nominees Florence Pugh and Andrew Garfield, two of the prettiest people in the world, have now found a project to co-star in. Uh, they will be starring in uh, We Live in Time. Plot details are being kept under wrap. Uh, then it being described as a funny, deeply moving, and immersive love, excuse me, love story. As I mentioned with Dacre a moment ago, if Andrew Garfield's name is on it, I am watching it. Love Andrew Garfield to death. And so much so, I remember these two uh, presented an award together during the Oscars, and I'm like, these two need to be a couple. <laughs> I, I said that to myself, which hopefully neither one of them are in a relationship in real life. I don't want to bring that negativity around. But they just have amazing chemistry together. And they're two extremely talented performers, so those two in a movie together is just going to be amazing. Uh, let's see, Quentin Tarantino has apparently put together his final project, and it is titled The Movie Critic. Uh, this will line up, of course, with the director's previous claim that he would only retire, that he would retire after making 10 movies. Um, now, of course, you're like, ah, oh, that adds up to more than 10, right? But he considers Kill Bill Volume 1 and 2 to be one single movie. Uh, apparently, this movie, the movie critic, will take place in Los Angeles in the late 1970s and will follow a female lead character is all we know at the moment. Um, I hope Tarantino doesn't retire. But at the same time, if it makes him happy and you know leads to other things for him to do, that is awesome. More power to him. I thoroughly enjoy Tarantino films. They are, you know, different tastes for different folks. But I, I've enjoyed Tarantino's work, and my favorite movie by him is still Death Proof. What a movie. Um, so yeah, you know, if this is his last movie, it's going to be amazing. You know, you know Quentin ain't going to go out with no stinkers, man. He's going to put something out there that'll be fantastic. So can't wait to see that. Uh, let's see. Um, late Power Rangers star Jason David Frank's final film, Legend of the White Dragon, will be getting a theatrical release. The film is releasing on what would have been the actor's 50th birthday. Um, sadly, Jason David Frank did take his life uh, last year. If you need help, please seek help. Um, suicide is not the final answer, man. Look for look for help out there. Uh, the film will follow Eric Reed, also known as the White Dragon, who is played by Frank, who, after being a fugitive on the run for three years, has returned to the city he fought to protect. He must now clear his name and save the family he keeps in secret before the mysterious Dragon Prime unleashes his own revenge. Um, I will see this in theaters, of course, to support uh, Jason David Frank's family and all that and his legacy. Um, now, there's some confusion, especially with the Legend of the White Dragon thing. It is not a Power Rangers movie. Um, it is, you know, remember the White Ranger had the had the White Tiger and then the Falcon. Um, it's not a Power Rangers movie. Uh, so, and I got confused by that as well. I thought it was just, well, at some point in time, but I'm like, White Dragon, what are we, what are we talking about? Then, you know, reading that synopsis, obviously not a Power Rangers movie. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's so synonymous with Power Rangers. Anytime you think he was working on something that was Power Rangers, you would think. But yeah, sad situation. I mean, we're talking about somebody who was, you know, like your first favorite superhero growing up for a lot of kids in the 90s, including myself. So 
uh, you know, you got to support that movie and go see it if you get the chance to. I don't know all theaters it's releasing in, but it is getting a theatrical release, which is nice to see. All right, a couple quick hits before, again, we close it out here. Um, Alicia Silverstone would take, would love to take on a Blast from the Past sequel. She says, quote, I'll do anything with Brendan Fraser. Um, cool, bring it on. Why not? Uh, Brendan Fraser, I'm sure, is going to get a lot of work after that Oscar win. Um, let's see, Freddie Prince Jr. on Scooby-Doo 3 says, quote, it wouldn't be something I would do. I have zero interest. I mean, it was tricky. I wouldn't, it wouldn't be for me, man, end quote. Uh, so it looks like Freddie Prince Jr. not interested in doing a Scooby-Doo 3, which I don't think anybody's really clamoring to get another Scooby-Doo film. I've enjoyed the other two movies, don't get me wrong. But it uh, seems like he he doesn't hate the past of the Scooby-Doo films. He just hates the uh, the uh, the making of it, if you will. Let's see, Good Burger 2 is happening. It's been greenlit over at Paramount Plus with original stars Keenan and Kel returning. Uh, the plan is to debut on Paramount Plus later this year which is awesome. I can't wait to see that. Love Keenan and Kel. Again, if you grew up in the 90s, you loved Keenan and Kel, boy. So excited to check that out. And final bit of news here, Peacock has ordered a Monk reunion film with the original series stars and creators returning. That's going to be interesting, man. I used to watch the Monk show on reruns on USA Network. Had a good time with it. Follows a, um, I guess a detective, uh, you know, person who likes to help solve crimes, but he's very, um, obsessive compulsive and very germaphobic and it leads to some interesting situations uh fun show man check out monk if you haven't checked it out interesting show to say the least and most importantly go see shazam fear of the gods don't listen to anybody others anybody's take except for mine you know <laughs> just kidding but go see the movie it is worth seeing in theaters for sure that's gonna do it for this episode oh Quick review, WWE 2K23 is officially out. I've been playing that and loving every single second of it. Easily the best-looking WWE game I've ever played. Possibly the greatest WWE game I've ever played. I don't like the the running or the movement with the character too much, but like everything else is just flipping amazing and freaking uh, fantastic. <laughs> you know, love that game so much, man. Just and I haven't just from a little bit I played is just breathtaking to me. So. Go check that out as well. But that's going to do it for this episode, man. Thank you for joining along and listening to me ramble on throughout the episode. Please like, subscribe, share the show, as well as the Thrill Me Podcast Network. And we appreciate your help and support as always, man. Thrill Me Bracket is going on. See who is going to be my next challenger. Can't wait to figure out who that, who, uh, that is and, you know, beat them. <laughs> um, but as you're reigning defending Thrill Me Podcast Network champion, I appreciate your time and your support. As always, and I thank you for listening to the show. And remember that happiness can be found even in the darkest of times if one remembers to turn on the light. Talk to you all next episode.